Hello, welcome back to This is the End of the World as We Know podcast with me, your host, Ashley. Um, Sorry, I've been a little bit MIA. We're going to touch on that today um, with my special guest. Again, Emily Badgley is on, and as promised, we're talking about my wilderness experience and kind of how all that has come full circle with uh, where I've been during Corona. We did this in two parts, so this is going to be part one. Um, I hope you enjoy. It's about Corona, the virus. I'm on my second white claw of the night, so I'm great. (laughs) Okay, you wild party animal. (laughs) It's Friday, so I feel like um, I just, you know, I put on my fun playlist on Spotify, and I really just danced it out. Oh, I've been dancing nonstop since we've been into quarantine. I've danced more in my apartment than I've ever danced in my entire life. Doesn't it feel amazing? It really does, truly. What week are we on? Are we on week three? Uh... Yeah, I'm just gonna count. I've like kept track of since the days we started working from home because I feel like that's how I control it. So it's on one two. Yeah, we're on week three from working from home, and we have probably another like three to four weeks to go. Oof. Goody, Maybe goody, five. gumdrops. So we have a lot to catch up on since we spoke last. Oh goodness! Oh yeah, I guess we do. It's been like me and um, my power going out and my hot water leaving for like three days. Are we, is it all good now, or are we going to have that happen again? I think we're all good. I don't know. My landlord hasn't answered any of my texts. They, oh, they've deposited that. my rent check, but they haven't answered me. That's nice. Yeah, so I feel, like, very supported on that level of my life. That's <laughs> uh, fucked up. <laughs> How are you doing? Uh, you know, I just had, like, an existential crisis all week, which was fun, and... I don't know, you just, you, you gotta, you gotta have it out sometimes, and I feel like I was long overdue for a little existential dread, and, you know, and now I've had it, and I feel better, it's like I feel like I took a major emotional x lax and now I feel great. Emotional x lax I love that. <laughs> but how wrong am I? It's so accurate, so I feel, I feel good now. Uh, it was very violent and quite powerful, as most uh, are, so I feel good now, but I feel good. How are you doing, Miss, I don't have hot water? Well, that actually is probably the best segue to your time in camp slash not camp. Like child prison. <laughs> I went to camp, I went to sleepaway camp for nine years, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. it it's different going to a wilderness, pro- well, being sent to a wilderness program. So, well, I think the best thing to start off with is kind of give, like, a backstory of why you went to wilderness camp, and uh, just, like, the, the Spark Notes version, because I know it's a longer story then. It's a, a longer, more traumatic, um, and also very deeply personal story, so I'll give the brief explanation I give to people when I tell them and don't really want to get into it, but... <laughs> Um, basically I'm one of six kids. I have five brothers and I'm a triplet and my, uh, we're all very close in age and my parents are used to only raising boys. So, you know, 12 years old is like when most girls hormones start coming in and my parents didn't know how to raise a prepubescent teenage girl. 
and it freaked them out. And so they lied to me and told me that I was going to Zoe 101 and sent me away. <laughs> so I think, I think the other thing we need to also kind of preface is, um, like, what kind of kid you were, too. Like, you weren't the... And is it wrong to say before wilderness you weren't really the outdoorsy-ish type? Like, oh. you weren't super... Oh my god. Literally, this is when Ashton Kutcher and Punked were, like, very popular. Also, this is, like, when um, The Simple Life was very in with Nicole Richie and Paris Hilton, and I only remember this because I watched it a lot at home, and then my parents were like, you need to stop watching this show. We think it's having a negative effect on you. So, so I think that's a really good setting the stage of what became probably the, one of the funniest and saddest stories of uh my life? life so let's yeah let's start with like why don't you give us the day one of you were thinking you were punked and then kind of tell us what wilderness camp slash treatment was okay so I'll I'll start from the way 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 beginning so my my parents were I my parents had threatened me a few times to that I would go to um military school got it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> And because there was like one in Florida where my grandma lived and I guess like a lot of my cousins had gone and, um, and I was like, whatever, like, whatever. I'm a prepubescent girl and I'm creative. Also, I think this is like when I had told my parents that I wanted to go into, into entertainment and that's like not a thing where I'm from. And they were like, there's something wrong. Like she needs an exorcism. Like what's... Exactly. So basically my mom was like, you're going to go to Zoe 101. Like, it's going to be great. Like, you're going away. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I fucking hate everyone here. Like, I'm going to Zoe 101. I love Jamie Lynn Spears. So my mom (laughs) took me to see Dreamgirls the night before I left. And then I packed a bag. And my mom kept saying to me, you don't need to pack clothes. They have clothes for you. And I was like, what the fuck does she mean? Has she not seen Zoe 101? Like, of course I need clothes. And... So, so I like packed this bag. I like stole my brother's iPod and his camera, and I was like, I need to document this shit. Um, and then you know, I wore I was wearing a juicy tracksuit, and I went on a plane with my mom. We went in two planes, a big one and then a very small one, because where it was in North Carolina was you can't get there on like a regular plane. You have to go on like a little hopper. So, you know, I fly with my mom to. North Carolina where I'm staying and um then she just leaves me in the airport with these two strange men and I'm like oh cool they're like hi like we're gonna take it from here and I'm like okay like I'm going to say one on whatever <laughs> I guess that's how it goes and so my mom's like bye I'm like okay bye mom like whatever <laughs> and so they like take me and I'm, they're like, okay, you can get in the back of the car. They like take my stuff and I go and we're driving and I'm like, oh, where the fuck are we going? And but obviously I'm stupid enough to not know where Zoe 101 is. Um, and so then it's an hour later, we're driving into the woods at this point. I'm like, am I being kidnapped? Did she leave me with the wrong people? I don't know what's happening. And so we like get there and we go into the woods and then I see these like kids all dressed in orange like and I'm like where where are the yes like they wear you wear like bright orange you know like hoodies and like black like not black brown khaki pants and I'm like where the fuck are we so they like take me they're like we're here and I'm like they're confused so 
I like get out of the car, like, cause you know, I'm 12 and I know everything. And, um, we're like, okay, follow us. So they like bring me into a room and I get strip searched. I'm, at the age of I'm at the age of 12 and by two men or by, at least by no, but they introduce me some ladies and they take Thank me <laughs> and they make me take off all my clothes and then spread my legs and shake. <gasps> And so that's, like, first of all, I don't think as an adult I could do that. Second of all, that sounds, like, honestly, you can stop the story there, and I'm, like, traumatized. <laughs> the trauma has begun. I'm just, like, what the fuck? I'm, like, what? Like, why do I need to do that? Like, I was so uncomfortable, but, you know, like, adults are telling me what to do. As much as I, like, was a rebellious kid that, re- that was, like, whatever, mom and dad, like, fuck you guys. Like, I was very, I was raised to be very respectful to other adults. So they were yeah. telling me to do this. I was 12. That's before I knew I had the right to say no when people tell me to take off my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm just, like, okay, like, whatever. And I, like, do it. And then I'm, like, why did I need to do that? And they're, like, we just need to make sure you don't have any drugs or cell phones on you. I'm, like, in my fucking vagina? Like, what? <laughs> So at that point, were you kind of starting to be cued in that you were not going to zone one on one, or were you like, this is just standard protocol for me to see Jamie Lynn Spears? Um, no, I was definitely clued in at that point. Then they took all my clothes and stuff away from me, which is why I didn't need clothes. Traumatizing as well. And they gave me all, they they let me keep my underwear. And like, all I have to say is, luckily through this entire thing, I I had I had just started puberty, so I hadn't gotten my period yet. And yeah. I'm just saying, like, post-puberty females going through what I went through would have been extremely uncomfortable. A lot of changes happen to your body that it's, like, to be, to have done what I did in that time would not have been comfortable. Um, but I I wasn't a woman yet, so um, it wasn't that bad, I guess, I could say. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, I think it's like, the, it's like that Adam and Eve thing where, like, you were still young enough for you to be like, man, nah, whatever, versus, like, a person who's, like, hit that age where they're, like, suddenly very shameful of their body because of, like, hair and, like, development, if that makes sense. I can see, I can see how being a bit younger actually made you handle it better, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, um, yeah, and then they, like, gave me all these clothes, hiking boots, um, and I was sent to the base camp and then I literally like, was like, I told the counselors that I was with, I was like, I need to talk to somebody. I, they have the wrong person. Like, this isn't where I'm supposed to be. My mom was confused when she dropped me off and I'm being punked. <laughs> and to which they were, so what did your mom and dad say to like enlist you into this wilderness rehabilitation, like behavioral camp? Uh, I don't, I just was, you know, I told my parents I wanted to move to Los Angeles. I wa- I was quitting school. <laughs> like, I didn't want to live in Maryland anymore. And I felt, you know, this is before I had been diagnosed with a panic disorder, um, like an, a severe anxiety, and before I'd been diagnosed with ADHD. So I think I had been acting out a lot. And, and instead of like, my parents working it out with me, they just decided to make it someone else's problem. Perfect. <laughs> it's it's so- fine. <laughs> Everything is bomb. So, like, essentially, you were every Hollywood kid uh, <laughs> just in the wrong place. It sounds like you were, like, the definition of, like, a Disney star, but instead of being in Hollywood, you were just in um, the East Coast. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So... so- 
basically, I guess, like, the other thing, so you're, so you're at this camp, right? That's mm-hmm. not really camp. It's, like, a rehabilitation center for, like, troubled youth. And I was in the, um, in the little kids program. Like, they haven't, like, if you're 13, they, that's when you can start, they can start putting you in the older kids program. And when it's the older kids, it's separated by sex. So they have the girls and the boys. But then I was in Seasons, which is the younger kids program, and that's um, both genders. Yikes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fuck, that's brutal. Okay, so then, so... Night one, how did, how, like, I guess, I don't want to get too granular, but also, like, night one, what was that like? Like, you, all this crazy stuff happened. How did you sleep that night? Well, this is, you know, um, before I had my Ativan um, dependency, so I slept okay. Um, like I wasn't happy, but I just needed to sleep. And I, and I also was so confused. Like, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't really know where I was. Um, and they just, like, left me with these, like, random counselors. Um, also, what I will say is the way that I had to go to this program is not as bad as other kids. Other kids' parents had them taken in the middle of the night. Like, like random men would wake them up in their own home in the middle of the night and would take them while their parents would watch and bring oh them over. God. And I didn't have that happen, but I met a lot of people that had that happen. And, like, thank God, maybe that's why I'm not... Um, as fucked up maybe as they could be or are. Yikes. Uh, lots to unpack there. So essentially you were surrounded by kids. Like what were the other kids like at this point that you've seen or like, so I was, you to know them? so as my parents would say, and as my like counselors there told me, I was there for entitlement issues. Okay. That's what I was trying to get at. I was like, why were you in there? For the first oh yeah. My parents, got it. my parents felt I was extremely entitled. Everyone, a lot of the other kids were there for, like, extreme behavioral issues, drugs, sex, like, acting out in, you know, bad ways, which I wasn't doing. Like, I was definitely the most innocent kid there. Yikes. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. So, other kids were there for, obviously, real offenses, and so here comes this apparently entitled uh, (laughs) 12-year-old that... Thought she was going to go to Zoe 101, which I guess, like, does, like, kind of ring true to the entitlement, I guess, whatever. So, um, let's talk about why you now think you're prepared for the end of the world. (laughs) God. Okay, so... I wanted to, like, talk about the programs, but I'll basically I'll run on, like, why I haven't uploaded episodes and why I've been a little MIA in the past couple days is... So, basically... I always thought I was prepared for the end of the world because of this, but especially because during coronavirus, my power kept going out. And so for the first day, it went out for like 30 minutes. It got turned back on. Second day, it went out for three hours, got turned back on. Third day, it went out for 25 hours. And I lost my mind. Um, And it really triggered me to remember this experience and a part of it. And um, also then I lost my hot water for three days. Um, which is just like, if you know me, I'm a shower every day kind of person. It's what perks me up. And the reason for that is, is because when I went to wilderness, a shower was not a right. It was a privilege. And I got 10 showers and I was there for 41 days. And it was really, it was hard. And so that, you know, being clean is something that I do not take for granted. It's something that makes me feel better. And it's something that, you know, I get if I can't sh- take a nice warm shower in the morning and feel good about myself, I become extremely triggered. 
Um, so that happened. And then also it reminded me, so you have all these levels that you have to go through, which is the first one is mouse, where they like make sure you're eating your food, you know how to make your shelter when you are in the woods. Um, but I was at base camp and I learned it. And then you get, to, I don't even remember what all of them are, but then you get to like, I think like the next one's like raccoon or something. And you get to move up and you learn how to do different skills. And then you learn like how to make a fire out of rocks. And then you learn how to make traps. And then you learn how to make a fire out of a bow drill, which is out of wood. Um, and then whatever. So the reason that this triggered me was so much is because the second to last level of the program is called Wolf. And in Wolf, you go into what they call a solo, but it's forced isolation. And basically why it's so triggering is because when they put you into this forced isolation, they don't tell you how long you're going to be in it for. You can't talk to anybody in the group. You have, in, you're in the woods during this. You have to go and like, you keep in mind, you do everything as a group. You eat as a group, you know, like you hike as a group. Everything you do in the day is, is as a group. We all have our different roles, like whatever. We, one person gets the water, the other person filters it. Another person helps make the fire, like for everybody. So for all the meals. And so when you're in Wolf, you have to do all that alone. And like, you're far enough away that people can see you like social distancing um, but you can't talk to them. You're not allowed. And if you do, then they add another day and you already don't know how long you're going to be in there to begin with. And I was in Wolf for a week and I didn't know that I was going to do that. And it was really, really hard for me. Um, just because like you have to, li- you can listen. And I think the only time I was around my group was when I got to brush my teeth. So yeah. And it, it, I was there in the middle of the winter too. And I also, when I was in Wolf, I had spent my, I spent my 13th birthday there. So when I went into it, it was like, oh, so I had to spend my 13th birthday there. I was so pissed. I would write my parents these like letters. My hands would go numb while I was writing them because it was so cold out. And then I would be like, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Like, fuck you. Why'd you do this to me? And then I'd be like, but I love you so much. Please bring me home. (laughs) And the worst part is, is when I was there, I had to my bat mitzvah was coming up and I had to study for it. And I graduated a week before my bat mitzvah. So it was like really, really intense. And I mean, I got a CD player so I could learn my Torah portion, but like literally one time this kid saw my CD player that I was like listening, practicing and he took it and then he came and he threw it at me and he was like, what the fuck is this shit? I thought you were listening to Eminem. I was like, I'm studying for my bat mitzvah. It was so (laughs) embarrassing. But literally, it's it's really crazy. One time I woke up in the middle of the night and a skunk was sleeping underneath me. And I had to pee so bad. But I, I didn't so want to... So what did you do? I, I didn't want to get sprayed. And it was it was snowing, so it was sleeping underneath me for warmth. And That's so depressing. Also terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I, like, I had heard about other kids getting sprayed, and I really didn't want to get sprayed, so... Because showering is a, priv- is a right. No, showering is a privilege. <laughs> yeah, and even, like, sometimes, like, they would bring us to base camp, like, in, while I was there. And, like, they would wash our clothes. But the thing is, is, like, you don't have that many clothes to begin with. So when you're not, like, in your day clothes, you're, like, wearing, like, your, like, I guess, like, um, what are those things called? Long johns? Yeah. Yeah. Like the stuff you wear underneath all your clothes. And every, it's not, I don't even think they use detergent because everything smelled like BO. Like it all smelled all really bad. Yeah. Um, 
And it was just like crazy. Like I think, and I was like just remembering like when I was there and when I was doing my solo and you even have to hang bear bags. And what bear bags are is it's your food and you have to hang it on a tree away from the bears. So you have to like throw a rope over a tree, tie your food like high in the tree. And then you need to scoot it over and then you need to tie your food and then you need to pull your food all the way up but far enough away so if the bear climbs the tree it can't reach it and then you need to wrap it around and then you can pick get it every day like you're not like a big girl like I can't imagine you as a child being big right like you're a little kid yeah like I was tiny I hadn't you know I didn't like exercising at all yet and I was a little bitch I had five brothers that did everything I didn't do shit I was entitled (laughs) oh my gosh so I guess what happened after Wolf? Like, tell me about what happened. So during Wolf, it sounded horrible. And, like, maybe even talk about what happened during Wolf. I mean, it was just, like, being alone. Not, you know, and, like, I'm the type of person that, like, I'm, if you know me, as some people have have described me, I'm a kiss ass. I like getting approval from adults. I like getting a pat on the head that's saying, like, oh, you're so good. And so when I couldn't be around, like, your counselors are watching you, and they switch out every so often, but the, the counselors that I had at that time, I really liked, I remember. And because um, I had just celebrated my birthday with them, and they had taken, like, really good care of me. And, oh. yeah, it was nice. But, um, and, like, it sucked because, oh, one of them came on and his name was Justin and I hated him and he hated me. And that's why I was on solo for so long because of him. He didn't want me to graduate. And I got a little exception that most kids didn't get to do is I got to practice two skills in one day in order to graduate in time for my bat mitzvah. And so he like made it as long as possible. So that is the end of part one. Um, and you can follow along with the rest of the story in part two.